Hello! Welcome back to the Long Distance Love Bombs podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Goldberg, and today's guest is Wordsmith. Wordsmith is a famous street artist based in Los Angeles who left a successful advertising career to move out west to chase dreams of being a screenwriter and an author. He picked up a can of spray paint, found some passion, and is now hanging in art galleries all over and has a huge internet following. And he's doing what he loves. And we talk very deeply in this episode about that process for him. How do you start new things? How do you take a chance on your life? How do you do something that your friends and family tells you is crazy and wild and scary? How do you believe in yourself? All of these things are valuable and they're a core part of Wordsmith's life to this stage. It's a fun episode. He rants and rambles about all kinds of great things. We enjoy the conversation, and I think you're going to dig it. So without further ado, Wordsmith. Oh, I've got to shout out our mutual friend, Padilla, who I also had on the podcast. She is number 30, also a street artist, also an incredible human. So if you're listening and you're into this creative space, I strongly encourage you to check out that episode. That woman just rips her soul and her heart out of her body and presents it in audio form to the audience. It's it's bonkers. So yeah, check that one out too and enjoy this conversation. <laughs> exactly. Like I get to talk about myself for an hour. That's fun. <laughs> Somebody I love. <laughs> um, also, I forgot to ask you, do you want to be named as your real name or do you want to be a wordsmith? I always say this and I would have said this even if you didn't ask. Um, I'm the L.A. street artist wordsmith. No mm-hmm. vowels, but all my friends call me Brody. So you can call yeah. me Brody. My name's Phil Brody and, and that's what I always say to people. So it confuses them because then I have seven different names. They're like, I thought you were Phil. I'm like, yeah, I like Brody better. <laughs> yes, I'm the opposite, man. Because we we had dinner a couple years back and Padilla just always called you Brody. And, yeah. and then like a year or two went by <laughs> and she called you Phil. And I was like, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I, yeah, I had that moment of like, who's yeah. Phil? And like, oh, I, yeah, I only yeah. just learned your last name a couple months ago, I think. It's so funny, yeah. I, 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 again, I've confused people. Like, I've had people come back and go, hey, when I met you, you told me your name was Brody. Did you lie to me? And I'm like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Hang on a second. Something weird is happening. Okay, now I think we're really recording, at least on my end. I pushed the wrong button, Phil. Brody, Wordsmith, Mr. F- Mr. Brody, but we're good. Man with a thousand, Mr. Smith, please. Mr. Smith, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Hey, thank you. It's great to be here. Great to um, be here. So, so Brody, so those who have no idea who Phil Brody is or who Wordsmith is, do you mind providing a little bit of an intro as to sure. what you do and who you are? Sure. Um, I am the LA-based street artist known as Wordsmith, and that's no vowels, so it's W-R-D-S-M-T-H. And all my friends call me Brody, so you can call me Brody or Mr. Smith is is the joke I always say. And 
again, I'm a, I'm a street artist. And for people that may not know exactly what that means is, first of all, I'm a writer. I've always been a writer. We'll talk about this probably. I love writing in a lot of different mediums and always have. And a couple years ago, eight years ago, over eight years ago, I got the crazy notion for reasons of stuff going on in my life that I was going to do street art. And I knew it was going to be word-based and I came up with a motif. It's a typewriter with a page coming out of it. And so I started going out in the middle of the night or at four o'clock in the morning and putting up street art on abandoned buildings, walls. There's a lot of there's a lot of areas in LA too that kind of allow or even kind of advertise that this is an art scene. But then I went to a lot of places and just saw great walls and put up my art. A lot of people will call that graffiti. Graffiti has a very a storied history where where people don't like it. They think it's destroying and, and defacing. Um, I actually think what I do is actually beautifying. When I say I put an image of a typewriter that's impeccably painted, I use a stencil and that allows me to work very quickly in the streets. And then there's a page coming out of it. That page can either be pasted or painted. Um, and when I say painted and pasted, those are the two main techniques in the street art world. And that's why I fell in love with my idea because it combined that. I would paint the page and then paste this page coming out of the typewriter. And that page contained inspirational, positive messages. Um, and at first that was geared toward people in LA. I wanted to say things to people in Los Angeles and Hollywood that I wish they would have said to me when I first arrived. But then I quickly realized um, that it wasn't just about LA, that people everywhere all across the world wanted these positive messages and they were dreamers. And I always said that there's stockbrokers in Chicago that dream about writing a book and there's dentists in the Carolinas that want to be actors. And it's not all about chasing those kind of dreams, but the positive messages messages at the time because I saw a lot of negativity on the wall or just political stuff and angry stuff and I'm like I'm a very positive person so I went out to put positive messages and long story short I'm sure we'll back up and talk about all that meat in the middle but it just completely took off like I started doing this for me as a hobby and I was having fun, I was invigorated, I was loving it, and then I slowly saw that it was resonating with people. They started to tag me, follow me, Instagram being my main vehicle at the time. Instagram was just blowing up, but they started to find me and my um, following organically grew. And since then, I'll stop talking after this, but since then, everything that's happened has been very organic. Um, but it started with this crazy idea of you know joining this great movement in street art like i think it's a if you don't know anything about it there's a couple great documentaries out there like exit through the gift shop and there's a recent one called banksy the history of the outlaw or something mm -hmm. um that the second one especially is an is amazing for if you don't know about the movement because it really was a res renaissance in the art world and that's how all those things start you know what i mean at first they're like what are people doing they're putting you know art on walls but it's really giving art to the people and in my case giving you know inspiring romantic positive messages that people just completely embraced um, and, I, and, I, and I say that I, I beautify rather than destroy, and, and I believe that. Now it's actually 
I don't go out at four o'clock in the morning. I've learned that you can hide in plain sight. And also people, my work is well received. So I'll go out at noon, you know what I mean? And do a piece. And, and I think half the people are like, oh, that must be commissioned or sanctioned because nobody would be brazen enough to be doing this at this time. But, um, but I started doing that. And the other thing I was going to say is I've had cops roll up on me. Like the first time it happened, I was freaked out. I was so nervous because it was almost a year after I started doing it. But like 30 seconds in the conversation, one of the cops goes, hey, hey, don't worry. Uh, we actually like what you're doing. And that was so huge for me. They still ran my name to see if I had warrants or priors or anything like that. But they actually were like, this is awesome that it's positive and it's, it's pretty or beautiful or, or just not, you know, some graffiti. Um, so, yeah, it was an incredible, incredible. It's been an incredible ride over the last eight years. Love all that, man. And I think we forget that police are just humans as well. Like, I think it'd be cool if, if the guy, like, asked to take a selfie with you or something. Like, oh, I'm a big fan. Like, I oh, work. I've actually had that. I've had that, and not when I was doing illegal stuff, but I've had um, policemen and, and, you know, ask and stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, I think there's something there. They are people, you know what I mean? And, and even if they're family, men or women, it's like they got to look at the messages for, you know, just the youth. And that's a whole other thing. Like, I, the first time I was asked to, like, do art at a school, they were like, do you want to talk to the kids? And I was like, wait, I'm a role model? Like, I, I do stuff, I paint illegally on the walls, or at least 50% of the time I paint illegally on the walls. And I'm like, wait, I'm going to talk to the kids in school, but it's all about chasing your dream and finding your passion. And, and I've realized, realized that over time. I imagine that, if I, I'm imagining like if I was a 12-year-old or a teenager, and this street artist dude, well, you know, that's wearing like punk rock shirts and like does graffiti and stuff, came into my school to tell me to chase my dreams. I feel like I would have taken to that, man. I'm like, oh, this guy's real and he gets it. You hit on something and if you actually go into my feed, I don't know what it was, maybe a year ago, I painted at a school and there are kids watching me the whole time and there's this person taking these great photos, like I'm doing a piece and there's just this kid just transfixed. I wrote exactly those words. I go, if a, if a street artist came to my school when I was a kid, I would be doing, have been doing this 20 years before I did do it or 15 years. You know what I mean? It was like, I would have been blown away at that forward thinking. First of all, at just learning about street art earlier than I did, but just the forward thinking of teachers that, that, you know, something like this can inspire them. You know what I mean? Because I mean, they used to look down upon skateboarding and now skateboarding is, is an Olympic sport. I mean, it's just, you have to, you have to, unintended role with the times and, and change, change your mindset. And that's what I was getting at with the Renaissance and street art. Like if you don't know about it, it's been an amazing, amazing movement actually over the last 30 years, but, but really it came in like around 2010, 2011. And that was mainly because of that uh, exit through the gift shop and just the explosion that happened. But, but there's some great documentaries about it because it, it really is an inspiring movement in art. One thing that struck me, over the last couple of years is, um, so I, I was first brought into this sort of space. I worked at this little hipster coffee shop and they had a coffee table book about street art. And like, I think it was maybe Banksy solely or something like that. And, and so I started like getting curious about this world. And I learned that like Banksy's like the classic kind of guy, right? But at least from my perspective, he's like the, the dude, right? Or the dude, so to speak, who Absolutely. everybody knows about is like the, the most famous guy. And now when he does an illegal piece of art on somebody's building, they will put like bulletproof glass around it and caution tape 
And mm-hmm. it, it becomes like a very, very expensive tourist attraction. Um, Absolutely. That's not how it used to be, right? And so in some ways, you guys are innovating this kind of artistic expression and turning it into something that, that it used to be judged for. Is that fair? Absolutely, yeah. And, and Banksy is like the, the, the I don't know, the, the highest form of that. That's the wrong way to put it. But I mean, he's the master. Like if you watch that documentary, the second one that I, I'm not pitching the documentaries, but it's if you watch that second one, you'll gain such an appreciation for him as an artist because he mm. just evolved over time. Like he was a graph kid and, and you know, just evolved and changed and, and really was part of, I mean, there are three people that I think really were forefront of the movement. And, and that was Banksy, Shepard Ferry, which a lot of people have heard of. I mean, he helped get, you know, Obama elected with that amazing, art that piece of art that poster that he did the hope poster and then there's space invader which maybe a lot of people don't know but this guy was just doing something just with normal tiles and putting them all across the world and he has a footprint that's just staggering of the amount of pieces that he's done over time and all three of them are so different you know what i mean but they really are the rushmore of of the street art movement it's it's incredible and i get to, I, I mean, i'm friends with shepherd ferry i get to call him a friend i mean that's just mind-boggling now that i started doing this and i'm meeting my heroes and hanging out with rock stars and artists and just stuff like that it's crazy it's fun yeah do you ever <clears throat> confront imposter syndrome when you're in these situations of like hang on i'm, I'm talking to shepherd fairy and i'm hanging out with <laughs> dave navarro like a, a little bit but but i don't know when i really say everything happened organically like i'm down to earth i'm from the midwest i mean i was born mm-hmm. in ohio and grew up in chicago so yeah there's like a little like wow that's cool you know what i mean but then it's just also they're they're just people and the and the organic way that i've met them and over time and and it's it's not like a shock and awe thing it's just real conversations and and stuff in common and and that's that's anything like you could be mm-hmm. starstruck by by anything i think there's more i just i just made a joke about this there's more actresses like if i ever met allison brie i would be like uh, i don't know what to say to you and i could talk to anybody but it's so so it's not like the 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 shepherd fairies of the world that that you know what i mean it's like like i get, you get starstruck by i think it's 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 i don't know where i'm going with that it's just something that that just was very very cool when it was happening like i have a story about shepherd fairy the first time i met him it was at an event we were both doing i think it was a charity event and it was late at night in the vip room the music was blaring and we had this non-conversation we couldn't even hear each other this and that and i remember walking home like charlie brown going I just met Shepard Fairey and he doesn't even know who I am. The second time I met him, I think it was at another event, charity event. And I was like, Hey, I met you one time, but, but, um, but I don't know if you remember I'm wordsmith. And he goes, you're wordsmith. He goes, dude, you get up a lot. And if you know anything, well, get up a lot means you get a lot of art up in the streets. If you know anything about Shepard Fairey, he put, hundreds of thousands of posters over a 30-year period of time all across the world. I remember walking home that night going, Shepard Fairey told me I got up a lot. It was just, it was, it was literally like, like two ends of the spectrum where I met my hero and he doesn't even know who I am to, holy shit, this guy knows who I am and he thinks I, I'm prolific. It was just, it was pretty cool. Have you had other instances along your path where you kind of are feeling perhaps 
like unmotivated or like giving up and then sort of the universe provides a little nudge like that or a little compliment or an opportunity um with with the but definitely in different walks of life um that's happened with the street art it's it's like all worlds or planets merged for me like like just i used to work in advertising so if you, and as a copywriter if you think about that that's what i'm doing on the wall so I'm, I'm coming up with an idea and a phrase and polishing it and boiling it down to the most concise words possible the beautiful thing about that is i walked away from advertising because great ideas kept getting watered down by all the chefs in the kitchen and and the bosses and and it frustrated me so much now i'm that boss i i deem it ready to go and i put it up there so the fact mm -hmm. that it resonates with me and i think it's perfect but then it's resonating with people everywhere is just thrilling so what i'm getting at is i'm, I'm doing something that i think is super cool first of all i never thought i could do it i've said this in so many interviews i, I want to apologize to the people that have heard me talk a lot but i didn't think i could do it i thought superheroes did it like those three that we're talking about these the banksy shepherd fairy space invader i'm not comparing myself to them but those pieces appear overnight on rooftops and just just like you're just in awe of it like on sides of buildings like how did they do that when did they do that and i was always in awe of that so when i thought about doing street art I was like, I don't think I can do that, but I thought I'd do like stickers or something small just to express myself. But then when I got that idea of a painted typewriter with a page coming out of it, I actually had to Google if anybody had done it before. And the moment I saw nobody did, I was like, I need to, I'm going to pee all over that idea. I'm going to mark my territory. So I just forgot about my fear and I figured out how to, you know, do the stencils and spray paint and, and a lot of YouTube tutorials. There were already people talking about how to wheat paste, how to make wheat paste, all this stuff. And with inside of a week, I was venturing out and putting up pieces. And then you get this rush. I mean, they always talk about the first time you do a lot of things, including street art. You just have the adrenaline and you're like, oh my God, that was awesome. So I was completely hooked. That feeling to answer your question over time hasn't dissipated like i know i'm doing something i i i i, I make another joke that first night i got bit by a radioactive can of spray paint because i truly feel like i i i am not meant to do this or this is this is just something that's so perfect for me or 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 just mm. uh like i said a merger of worlds and and I'm still having that thrill and that fun. So, you know, maybe there were moments where, and that's that's also the secret to wordsmith. The reason that doesn't happen is I never feel the pressure of, I have to get a piece out there. I haven't done things in a while. I, it, I'm i very prolific and, and even as a writer, like coming up with ideas, but I'll never put pressure on myself saying I have to, I have to do something and, and that's when it's forced. But, mm. you know, trust me, I have, I have a lot of things to say and a lot of things to, contemplate and when i sit mean that when i what i mean by that is i'm writing about things that could have happened yesterday or could have happened 15 years ago but that's mm. a, that's what a writer does they kind of go through and dissect emotions and and put their thoughts out there the amazing thing is that it's resonating with so many people that you realize we're all in the same boat we all have the same emotions and problems and thoughts and everything so so that's been pretty amazing i mean there's there's always times that i put pieces out and i'm like i wonder if people are going to get this i wonder if it's going to mean to them what it means to me and those are some of the, the ones i doubt are some are some of the most become some of those popular pieces and mm. afterwards i'm like oh my god of course how could i have thought that nobody would have you know felt the same or or got that so but mm. to answer your question like i really don't go through those moments of of 
of doubting with this. It's it's been thrilling, and and even if I didn't, like I have a, a big following. If 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 two thousand people were following me, I would still be doing this. You know, maybe not as often or maybe not as big i've been you know what i mean when, when the more you do it and the more your adrenaline rushes you want to get bigger and bolder and stuff like that so maybe it wouldn't be you know wordsmith in so many countries and cities but i'd still be doing it because i'm having so much fun i'm convinced of that you know what i mean but but part of that snowball effect is the reason that i you know, accelerated so quickly or, or started doing things. I mean, if you go look at the, the three Rushmore people, they started off with small, you know, pieces and it maybe was 15 years before they graduated to, you know, larger scale pieces or stuff like that because they were inventing it. I can look at them and learn from them. And, and inside of three years, I was, you know, going larger or doing 15 foot pieces and stuff like that. So, so it's, it's, it is, it is a nice place in time. I wish I would have started it, you know, 10 years earlier, but it doesn't work that way. It's like when you come up with a great idea, you have to embrace it and run with it. And you can't resent or regret that you didn't, you know, do it when I also think maybe I wouldn't have said the same thing or been the same person or wasn't the same person 10, 15, 20 years ago. So, so I think the planets did align with this and, and it just, it, it really has been great to answer your question again, in other walks of life, like I used to write screenplays and short films. I'm a published author. There was massive doubt in that. You know what I mean? When I finished my book and I was trying to find a publisher in just getting beat down, you know what I mean? Of I know people didn't even read this letter or this, this, this summary or, or the book itself. And, uh, and that's just frustrating. So yeah, it's, there's always been moments as a creative person of, you know, what am I doing? You know what I mean? And, and I think the only, the only, not doubt, but the only hurdle, and it's a fun hurdle, I look at it as a challenge, is every artist wants to evolve. So right now I'm figuring out what that means for Wordsmith. And I'll always do what I do. It'll always be words and, the, you know, the, the typewriter in some form. But, but it's, it's fun to evolve and push yourself to, you know, different designs and larger designs and color schemes and just things like that. So, so I'm working on that now, but I'm having fun with it. It's still not mm. pressure, you know what I mean? And if it, if it doesn't happen, I don't know, people are still smiling when they see my pieces, but, but I want to, I want to, uh, challenge myself to kind of kind of be innovative and and keep keep evolving mm, i love that man and i think for for my audience i i doubt there's a lot of street artists listening at the moment but i i hear so many valuable lessons that you've lived through like i hear that you were working in a career or a path that wasn't necessarily fulfilling and then you found this spark of inspiration or excitement and you just decided to take action on it immediately by watching YouTube videos. And then you, you started small and you kept at it. And then you kind of have found your path. It sounds like you're very much on your path. And with that comes this like embodied knowing that it's all going to work out fine because you're right where you're supposed to be. In Absolutely. And, and for your audience, like, like the, like up until this moment, there would have been like street art. I don't get it. But you know, like you said, there's nuggets of, of that resonates with me. But some of the early pieces are just some of the pieces that I've done. Like one of my earliest pieces is dream bigger. And the R in bigger is outside the page. You know what I mean? And it's just, so the design is there immensely popular, but, but that's just exactly like in my life. Like I always was 
you know, I was chasing the creative dream and, and just kind of like pushing myself and dreaming bigger that I could do this. Another one very early on that's very popular is um, aspire to inspire others and the universe will take note. This was like eight months after I started um, or maybe close to a year. And I, and I was like having so much fun and felt so fulfilled. I, was, I, was, I remember sitting down at one point and saying, I want to write about what this means to me. And those words came out, you know, over a little bit of time. They actually flowed pretty well. And I remember writing that going, holy shit, I love that. Again, I had to Google if anybody had said it before. Maybe I forgot that somebody said it. And, then, and that's mm. the worst feeling in the world where you think you came up with something brilliant. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit. But nobody had. And I was like, holy moly, I, I really like that sentiment. But that's what Wordsmith is about. Like, like I love to pay it. I, like, I never expected to make a dime at this. So I love to pay it forward. You know what I mean? Because of that fact. It's, it's aspire to inspire others. And the universe will take note. Like, I really believe in that. And, and um, the other thing I was going to say, the third one that I wrote that really encompasses everything, a lot of things that I said to this point is never be afraid to reinvent yourself. That is huge for me because I am the poster child for reinventing myself. And that's, that's an amazing thing to do in life. I, I think my parents are, are just that generation didn't my dad worked the same job. You know what I mean? He, one company for, I think like three years, another company for like, 45 years or 50, I don't even know how long. And that boggles my mind that he took a briefcase and got on the train every day and just did the same thing. I have reinvented myself so many times from, from just, I, I could tell you stories and, and, and it's such a liberating feeling or such a thrilling feeling to dive in these pools of unknown. And if I didn't do that, you know what I mean? Like, like, I'd be contradicting myself as wordsmith, you know what I mean? So I continue to, I guess, reinvent myself. That's part of evolution. But but um, this is a whole other topic, like because of the world now and everything like that, I've been contemplating moving and moving even overseas. I don't know what I'm going to do, but at the heart of that is if I didn't embrace it or if I went all in and embraced that, I'd be contradicting myself if I chickened out. You know what I mean? It's like you have to take these chances and and I really believe that. Like and and I'm rambling a little bit, but all I'm trying to tell the audience is is those pools of unknown, as scary as they are, once you dive in, they're so exciting. And and I think change is so healthy and so many people fear it. I, I just don't get it. Um I do get it, you know what I mean? But but I kind of not not embrace that fear, but but you just have to kind of like push yourself and take chances and reinvent and dream bigger. It's just it's it's to me it's what life is all about. How do you deal with um, like the voices that come inside your brain that are telling you that'll never work out or you can't do that or you know you shouldn't I make do them that. characters yeah I make them characters in my story and I kill them very early on no <laughs> um I don't I don't know I I've had that doubt but like like when I was working in advertising and I knew I wasn't happy I don't know if it's gonna uh, when I knew I wasn't happy I, I I didn't quit my job immediately you know what I mean I wasn't stupid I had a head on my shoulders but because I would come home exhausted and just beat I I, I knew I couldn't be creative then so I was like, fuck it, I'll start getting up two hours early and write. And I used to do that. And it was it was literally the light bulb went off in my head where where I was fearing trying something new or quitting advertising, but but just finding a way to I don't know, drop a toe into that pool of unknown. I was like, 
holy, the feeling that I would get when I would wake up, I'd be tired, but so excited. You know what I mean? A cup of coffee. I was in Chicago at the time and I would just write time. First of all, I would fly and I'd be like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta leave and, you know, jump in the shower in 15 minutes, 20 minutes later. I'm like, eh, maybe I don't have to shower today. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. But uh, what I'm getting at is I knew I was already, I, had, I was onto something where even if I was dirt poor, you know what I mean? And I was poor along the way, I was so much happier. And that's another thing that's scary for people. You know what I mean? It's like when I left Chicago, I was in a good position where, well, not a good position, but a good position where I didn't have a mortgage and didn't have a family and I could take that chance. There's even ways to do it now. I mean, mm -hmm. that you can still take that chance if you have a family and stuff like that. I'm not telling people to quit their job, but if you actually probably sent me a message and told me your situation, I'd probably be like, yeah, quit that fucking job. I, I give that advice to people sometimes because I believe in happiness versus uh, what am I trying to say? Like mon any monetary type of, of, of stability. Cause, cause I don't know, you, you have to like, it's that cliche. And, and this is when people are going to be like, Oh, shut this kid up. But, but when you do something that you love and you make money at it or you're successful, successful at it in any way, it's like, that is just the secret to life. So, mm -hmm. but I also think that's what life is about. It's just like, how could you torture yourself in a job that, you didn't like, or you weren't happy on a daily basis um, for, for however long you do that. It's like, I, I push people to find their, find their happy, just find something that, that they want to do. And, and, and if they're good at it, the other thing I did, and I didn't say it, but it was a filmmaker that said it. And it's been a mantra since for years, especially since I moved West is talent plus perseverance equals luck. And I love that. I call it Hollywood math, but it, 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 it's just because I live in Hollywood. But talent, you have to be talented at something. Perseverance, obviously, don't listen to those voices, you know, tell them to shut up or just keep going equals luck. And there's always this, this, like, there's, I always say, like, there's always this element of luck in, in getting discovered or getting, you know, um, just making money at what you do. And it's not about making money, just, just, you know what I mean? Having that success, whatever level it is. But um, what was I going to say? I always say like the, it, the Oscars always make me laugh because they're like best original screenplay. And they, they list the ones that, you know, were made. I'm like, the best screenplay is probably sitting in somebody's drawer is as sadly <laughs> enough. You know what I mean? It just hasn't been made or hasn't been seen. It's just like, these are, these are the the best of the like moment on the screen, but but it's it's crazy that 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 I don't know you know what I'm you know what I'm getting at like like the things that are celebrated are uh, to me the things that are like happening now or works in progress. Mm. And so you said earlier that you are started writing the things that you wish people would have told you when you moved to LA. Do you mind mm -hmm. expanding on? that situation because you, you kind of left the safety of Chicago and the advertising industry and you, you moved far away to start this, I don't know what you moved here for, but it, I imagine it felt yeah, very uncertain here. and like hard in Absolutely. a way, scary. Absolutely. So I quit advertising knowing that I wanted to write create just creatively. And that, and I said at the beginning of this, like I love writing in a lot of different mediums. So I went west um, and I started writing screenplays and short films and stories and uh, articles like that. I was doing everything from like reviewing bands to um, um, 
I worked in documentary TV a little bit. But what I'm getting at is I loved writing in a lot of the different mediums. And, and it was scary when I moved here because I was taking a chance. Like the moment I told my family and friends that I was quitting this job and I was very good at it and I was getting promoted and I was making a lot of money, everybody thought I was crazy. And I didn't care because the moment I said I was going to like leave that at that all in moment, I just felt so certain and so happy. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and I wrote something along the lines of, um, I, uh, I forgot what it was. Like I, I started moving in the left direction, which was the right direction for me. And, and I just, I was already gone from Chicago even, even before I left. You know what I mean? I just mm -hmm. knew I was chasing the dream and dreaming bigger. So when I got here, yeah, it was tough but it was so exciting and and that's what outweighed it like like it didn't matter like and, and la was actually good to me too like i wrote a short film and it won this contest and the the prize was i got to make my film and that happened pretty early on and that was nice aff affirmation and everybody needs that so when you asked me what i started writing it was just words of affirmation of you are here for a reason as hard as it is keep going perseverance was a big theme um and just telling people that that chasing the dream is something oh, I, I i said this to people and i did it in a couple of variations of words but i'm like when you're older and you're sitting on your porch drinking a glass of lemonade there's no way in hell you're going to say to yourself damn i shouldn't have chased my dream when i was younger it's always going to be the opposite you're going to sit there and say i should have chased it i should have chased it harder longer i should have chased it period so whatever amount of time you're here or or just chasing your dream it's it was for them it was it was about here in hollywood it was about here in los angeles but it's anywhere as for as much time as you put that in you're never going to regret that there's there's no way it's it's coming up short or not giving it your all or or realizing you half-assed it um and that was another thing i used to be so hard on people that moved to la and just were like uh, like like saying stuff like um I, I want to be an actor. And I'm like, you are an actor. You know what I mean? It's just like, like, like you, don't, you don't start being an actor when you get cast. You are an actor. You are a writer. You are a dancer. So is that kind of positive? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be an actor someday. It's like, what the fuck are you saying? It's like, you are. Uh, just prove it to them and and then i wrote about it like 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 there were people there was there's uh, there's a lot of conversations that turned into pieces like i had so many friends that were writers but also actors and this is the analogy i'm going to use they would sit there and say oh i had this audition and i didn't get the part and they were so down on themselves and they're so bummed and i'm like dude you got into the room do you know how many people don't get into the room to audition and and you're acting then it's just like just think about that success of 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 getting there you know what i mean and 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 i don't know and just enjoying that moment and i know that's tough and they're like that doesn't pay the bills phil but i'm like i don't know happiness goes a long way um for me and i think i think and that's another thing i preached and i hate that word preached but a lot of people have said you know whatever i i, I preach as as wordsmith but um what what I used to say to people is you have to enjoy the journey. Like if you're miserable here or anywhere or or you're writing and you're pulling your hair out, just 
stop. You know what I mean? Because if you're not enjoying the journey or let's say you're, you're frustrated because you're not getting published or your music isn't being heard. It's like, you have to enjoy that journey. It's same thing of getting in the room and acting. If you're not enjoying that and you're just frustrated and beat up, get out. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not doing what that you're calling because, because I don't know when I, when I write and when I paint, and when I experiment, it's, it's, it's bliss. You know what I mean? And, and if, if, if even before this, you know what I mean? Like screenplays that went on, you know, bought and unmade and, and stuff like that. And, and, uh, it was, it was so frustrating, but, but I just loved the act of writing so much that that paid, you know what I mean? And not to, not to be sappy, but that just paid so much, you know, satisfaction bills you know for me where i'm like i'll find a way to pay the rent but this is this is what i want to do for a living yeah it's so powerful man i had a client years ago and she was uh wanting to be a coach and when we were talking and she's like yeah well i've, I've got the website I've, I've been writing the blogs like i have social media uh, i've got a couple clients and i'm like like you're doing it like this is yeah. literally how it starts right and i think we have this illusion or i i definitely do this where i have this story in my head of what it should be or how it should go right and we all sort of want to be rock stars but we don't want to sit there in our bedroom for years alone learning how to play the chords right and i think it's a package deal you don't necessarily get to be a professional street artist with renowned and a following without like doing the hard yards of learning how to make stencils for hours at a time and getting your fingernails dirty and mm-hmm. not coming up with ideas or coming up with ideas that don't work. Like it's just how it goes. You've got to put the work in. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. And, uh, and I think the earlier or not really, just whenever you realize that it's, it is a little, it is a secret, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you also have to find your passion. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, there's a lot of people that, that, I don't know, are, are, are beating themselves up or, or hitting their head against a wall. And, and I kind of say, I don't think you found, you know, exactly your path yet or your calling or, or anything you, like that. So what do you say to people that, that think like, Oh, I, I don't know what I want to do, or I don't have any passions or I'm not sure what I love. Like, I, I don't know. I, I am reminded of something and it was from a song like a long time ago, but, but it's, 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 it's not bad to not have figured it out yet. You know what I mean? I mean, I I don't, if they're saying like, like, woe is me, I, I'm not good at anything. You know what I mean? I'm just going to sit on the couch and, and I don't know, practice my moaning. It's like, okay, I can't help you. But if you're telling me, Oh, I, 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 I'm still looking and you're embarrassed by that. The thing that I heard in a song was some of the most interesting 30 year olds I know haven't figured it out. It's some of the more interesting 40 year olds haven't figured. It's like, why are we in a rush? You know what I mean? It's like life's a journey and enjoy it. Like, I don't have many regrets, you know what I mean? But I think about like, um, out of school, I was, I was in a rush to get a job because that's what my brother and sister did. And that's what my dad was saying. You know what I mean? Like, like, what are you going to do? When are you going to get a job? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, 
I regret so much and, and that's the wrong way to put it because I, I don't believe in regrets, but like not going overseas and just spending that month, Eurorail and just like mm. it, it's and, and I am envious people that are still doing it now. It's just like that's that's awesome. And and I know it's unrealistic for some, you know what I mean? We're talking about family and paying bills and this and that, but we're not talking about that. We're we're saying if you're still frustrated that you you know haven't found your calling keep looking like that's there's fun in that of of picking up something one day and not realizing you're great at it i mean that's my story i picked up a paint can thinking i could never do this and and somehow that was inside of me and i didn't realize it for a long time and and it was absolutely thrilling and invigorating and and it still is now you know what i mean like and if i wouldn't have taken that chance it's like i don't know i don't know where i would be right now it's it's kind of weird to think about yeah, I love that. And I think it's also powerful to realize that no matter your circumstances, somebody has been there and healed from it or been there and then gotten to a place where they absolutely love their life and they're thriving. And that's totally yeah. possible, right? Yeah. And it's talk to people like that's one thing I loved about Los Angeles. And, and it's not just Los Angeles. This is everywhere. But just talk to people like if you know you're you're creative or if you know you love cars go talk to a mechanic or go talk to a a, a car designer or just what and talk to people because people love to talk about what they do but you know you never know you never know what you can discover you know what i mean mm -hmm. you know kind of along the way i don't even know i mean i know the traces of of what drew like um attracted me to street art like like even as a kid i used to see graffiti I always tell the story. I used to see scrawled in 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 Ohio, Tony Hawk is God, and and it was awesome. The statement is one thing, but the just somebody took the time to do it multiple times. Like I used to see it all over the city, and I'm like, who did that? When did they do that? Why did they do that? And I'd be sitting in a car, just staring at it, fascinated by it. Did nothing with that for 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 decades and then it comes around and i think back to that moment like holy shit there was that sense of wonder that rabbit hole that that i should have gone down you know a long time ago but i don't I, you can't do that it's like when i found it i found it and that was part of my path so so all i'm saying is going back to the thing it's just like if you're looking for what your passion is you have to have an idea of things you like or enjoy or go wow when you see and that might be you know, music or a band, or it might be art, or it might be dancing. And, and maybe you're not a good dancer, but maybe there's something in the dance world, you know what I mean, that 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 is 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 part of it. And, and it's just kind of, I don't know, it's it's same thing I said before, you know, diving into pools of unknown, I guess there's crawling down unknown rabbit holes, too. It's like, yeah. and with the internet now, you can kind of do a lot of that stuff from home, which is crazy. But and it's not all about like, like reaching out to people. I'm saying you can sit there and say, wow, I love this. Can you tell me more about your process? Would you take five minutes? And people do that now for me. And when I say pay it forward, I'm like, come to my studio and, and I'll, I'll show you. And, and, and I've done that a lot. And, and cause I would have wanted people to do that for me. A couple of artists did that when I first started and I'm so thankful for them, but I do that. And then it's amazing to see what they pull from that and maybe go off in a little bit of a different direction. Like they don't become a stencil artist, but they take the, the word based thing and say, Oh wow, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And, and, 
you know, and, and that's what it's all about. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like reach down and scratch and, and kind of just, I don't know, rabbit holes and pools of unknown. Yeah. And what I'm hearing and, and what I largely agree with is that it's more important to love it than to be good at it. At the, especially at the totally beginning. Totally like, totally agree. That's what I said. Like, yeah, if you want to sing, I'm sorry to interrupt. If you want yeah. to sing or dance or paint or write, you have to love, you, you yeah. have to enjoy it. And, and sure, everybody wants to be successful and, and make money, or I would think make money at what they do. But even if you don't, you still, you still have to have that satisfaction of, of look what I mm. did. And I always had that with writing and I always believed in my writing and, almost to the extent of, of being funny. Like if somebody didn't buy it, I'm like, Oh, okay, I'll show you or, or, yeah. or thank you. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I never got like, Oh, this sucks. I, that person didn't like it. I must be shitty. I was like, no, it's, it's, you gotta, I wrote, uh, this is sitting on a wall now for over a year and a half in, in Hollywood. Um, but I did this piece and I put painted it renegade. I thought it was going to be gone and like, like 24 hours and it's up a year and a half later which is also the beauty and romance and street art but it says um don't be afraid if some people don't like it just find the one person who loves it and that to me is a little hollywood but it but it, again it, it translates to anything it's like don't give up if you believe in yourself and you're writing you're dancing your art you're singing find the one person that 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 stands up and applauds because i don't know that's how things that's how things get rolling yeah I think another way to look at it is, um, is like those little nudges are, are your path, right? They're the little nudge saying like, hey, you should do this. You should move to the West Coast. You should pick up a spray can. And even if you didn't become a famous street artist, like you may have met your wife on the side of a street art uh, conference one day, or you may have like, it may have changed your life in a, in a way that you could not have predicted or foreseen. Right. And like all that we can do is answer that call and show up. Like, I don't know why, but I'm, I can't not do this thing. I'm supposed to yeah. paint this thing. Like, here yeah. we go. Yeah. Totally agree with that. And, and yeah, there's a lot of, um, tentacles or pathways that can be, you know what I mean? Derived. You know what I mean? I didn't move to Los Angeles to be a street artist. It's, it's, yeah. but, but it's just funny that, that How the, old I, you, I make, I make you, this joke. I make this joke that it's like, it, it, it took like, like painting on a wall, you know what I mean? To get noticed, which is funny because it is so out there. It is so, but it's like, it's a beautiful thing of, of you never know what's, Oh, that's the joke I make. You never know what's going to stick. You know, it's, it's like you always say, throw it at the wall and see what sticks. I painted a wall and that's what stuck with people. And it's kind of, it's kind of a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful yeah. analogy. How, yeah. old, how old were you when you moved to L.A. and started street art? I was 33 when I moved to Los Angeles. And I only started doing street art like eight years ago. So, so I don't know. I was here for a good chunk of time. You know what I mean? Like I said, writing screenplays, short films. And, mm. and it was a good path. Like I worked in documentary TV and when I say that, I did everything from like food shows to when tornadoes attack to unsolved mysteries. And I would get all this, you know, footage and and then write the script and kind of like and then work with an editor. It was an amazing thing. It was it was a, a, a side of creativity that I didn't know. Again, another one that I didn't know I had, but I was really good at it. 
it was, uh, and, and then that's part of my story too. Like I would work on these shows and they would be like three or four months, uh, like crazy hours. But then I had this little, um, you know, nest egg of some money and then the show would go on hiatus. So I know I had two, three months to work on something and it was usually write a screenplay or, or this or that. Um, and I say this or that because over eight years ago now, like nine years ago, I had an idea for a story that I didn't want to write as a screenplay. I wanted to take my time and have the character evolve. And I didn't want the first act to be a montage. So I just, I just said, maybe I'll write a book. And, and that's what I was doing right before I started wordsmithing. And it's part of the story. Um, I, 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 I finished the show. I was on hiatus. I, I just started writing the book and threw myself in it. I'm a percolator of ideas. So by that time, I was so ready to get key, like fingers to keys that the book started pouring out of me. I started working on it like six to eight to 10 hours a day, which was thrilling. Like I loved that process. I learned like I'm an early riser. So I would start early and then like 11 o'clock, I would break and go for a hike in the canyon. And it was like literally a beautiful mind where when I walked away from the computer, stuff would come to me. and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to change that. And I need to, I can link that here and I can do that. So when I would get back to the computer, I could, I was charged again. And that's what turned the the four hour days in writing into six hours and eight hours. And then I would did this quitting time thing where I'm like, I'm going to quit at five and relax. Um, and that, that kind of went away after like a month because I just was like, Oh, I'll go polish and I'll do this. And, and so it just, I was working on it like nonstop and it has a very happy ending. The, the book ended up getting published and I love that book. It's my firstborn. Um, but what I'm getting at is after I was done, I realized even though I was doing what I love, I was spending so much time in front of the computer that I needed an active hobby. I knew I needed something that got me away for stretches of time. That's when I had this conundrum and that's where the idea of, well, maybe I'll do street art. Didn't think I could do it. Thought of the idea of the typewriter plus page and wordsmith and got so excited that I forgot about my fear and just started doing it as, for, as a hobby for me. And again, was was invigorated, recharged. It was awesome. I would go out at four o'clock in the morning, do some pieces, come back, and I'd be so charged and excited. Post them on Instagram, and then I would just start writing. And it was it was just it was doing what it needed of of us giving me that 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 whatever you know away from the computer thrill and everything like that. But that's when I started noticing over time that the audience was building and people were finding the pieces and finding me. And I was like, wow, there's something here. So again, I went from something that I thought was fun and a hobby um, to, wow, there's, there's something here. And, and uh, I've been saying this for a while, like I didn't see the ceiling and I kind of still don't, but that's because of things we talked about. Like I'm still having mm. fun. I'm not getting writer's block idea block and, and I have big, you know, aspirations and dreams. And, and that's everything from like getting up in different cities and countries to different styles of pieces and just going bigger and bolder and higher and everything. Mm. Yeah. I think you hit on an important, an important point. Um, and I, and I really wanted to highlight it because I, I relate to it as well. And that was, um, how you were working your job with the murderous tornado TV show so that it like funded your dream. Right. And I yeah. remember years ago, my, my story was similar. I was, I was doing a PhD in a government cubicle in Australia and it was like, 
it was okay. It was no longer my dream though. And I, I also started getting there at like 6.30, 7am to, to do this side project and that felt fun. And then I remember I read something or somebody told me that um, I was using my employer as an investor in my dreams. Like they were my angel investor. They were the one that was like funding this side hobby. And that for me, like shifted something internal. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be here forever. This is actually facilitating me um, doing something fun and enjoyable that I love. Um, And it provided that little nudge at the start to allow me to pursue those things. Right. Mm -hmm. I I love that. Yeah. Earlier I said, uh, here comes my dog. Yeah, you, you can always find a way to pay your bills while you chase yeah. your dream. You know what I mean? And I believe in that. I see a lot of people pay their bills and then get immersed in that world or that frustration of no matter what you're doing, I don't care. But you have to learn how to how to just do that to to get the funds. And and it's yeah. things like like when I was in advertising, like coming home exhausted at the end of the day. And, and wish I could write. It never happened. So I'm like, I'm going to turn that upside down. It's finding a way. And, uh-huh. and I wrote for two hours before I went into work and it, it changed my life. You know what I mean? I can honestly say that it was, it was the, the best thing I ever did. And, and, um, and that started, you know, just the affirmation of, of knowing this is what I want to do. So, so while all I'm saying is while you're paying your bills, everybody has to pay their bills. It's, you can't chase your dream until you're, you know, on, like living on the street and, and you're, it's a different kind of miserable. You have to find a way to do that, but you also have to find the time to, to put in, like we said that too, you have to put in the time. So if you need to do both, you just need to discipline yourself. Um, yeah. And it can be done. Yeah. And, and also just to accept that that's the, your journey, like your individual journey might have obstacles or constraints that other people don't have. And that's totally okay. Um, and I think comparing yourself to those visions isn't necessarily helpful, right? It's like, just how it goes. You can't change it. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you was, because um, you alluded to like getting stuck in the rat race, so to speak, or you, mm-hmm. you're in that world and you said you're, you're getting promoted, you're making money. Was there some kind of internal argument that you had or did you have a Absolutely. point or like rock bottom I, I have, or something? I have- both. Um, yeah. So I, I entered advertising thrilled. You know what I mean? I think it was like the, the mad men kind of like, like, like viewpoint of it. Like, this is awesome. This is romantic. This is, this, this is creative writing and it's gonna, it's gonna be fulfilling. And, and it was for a while, like it was, it was fun to do that. And, um, I was good at it, like I said, but I started getting frustrated pretty early on on that watering down of ideas and completely changing and it was just so frustrating for me it was it was I was just getting beat up on a weekly monthly basis so I I had my doubts that you know what I mean I I was doing the right thing or I wasn't going to be my father and do this for the rest of my life kind of thing I knew that but um but I stayed in it like I said it kept getting promoted and kept getting you know more money and and that was fun or even changing companies. You know what I mean? Like I went from a large agency to a very small agency. Um, and then oddly enough, that was thrilling for a while. That was that kind of, that, that mad men kind of S thing. But then oddly enough, the small agency got bought by a bigger agency. And then that agency bought 
put Cohn and Belding and they became like the biggest agency in the world. That's right when I was getting out of it. Not because of that. It really did become something that I was like, holy crap, I, I want to I wanna be uh, uh, in, in like a um, factory of ideas, not a, you know, assembly line of, of, of just the same old, same old. And, mm. and that's what it was becoming. The moment, and this is a true story and I told it and it still makes me laugh, is I, I knew I was not happy. I knew I wanted out, but I was afraid to take that chance. What pushed me over the edge is there was one morning I was in a conference room waiting for a meeting to start. The topic of the meeting was how to have more efficient meetings. And the two people that called the meeting were 15 minutes late. I sat there for that 15 minutes going, I'm done. I am done. Like, it's just so preposterous, you know what I mean? And, and it was just a funny breaking point, but it really was a breaking point where I'm like, what am I doing? And I just literally, I think, quit or, or put a plan in motion to quit. That's another thing I have a head on my shoulder. So I knew I wanted to get rid of credit card debt and, and I wanted to do this. So I just became this machine of, of saving and doing this. But I think it was, you know, just a couple months before I was packing it all up and, and, and leaving. And even over those, those months, I was still writing in the morning and I just felt so free because I knew, you know what I mean? I don't know that, that my term was, my prison term was ending, you know what I mean? And I was, I was just going to chase the dream. And then even that, like my parents thought I was crazy. My friends were like, what are you doing? But I just knew it was right. And even when I was driving across the country, even when I plopped down, even when I was struggling, I was so much happier. Like it wasn't about money. It was about the thrill of chasing the dream and believing in myself and know and maybe confident that the, that the success would, would, would come from that. Yeah. And it even goes back to like, how do you define success? Like if the Americans version is you got a shitload of money and yeah. things, but if you're miserable, are you actually living a successful life? And I think totally it sounds agree. like and that, you, that's, you defined yeah. it yourself, right? Yeah. And I always put that because I know, I know we live in America and everybody thinks about money, but, but it is, I mean, it's, there's so much, there's so many different levels of happiness and, and contentment, you know what I mean? Is another thing. It's like, mm. I mean, it's, it goes back to, I think I ripped this off because when I was young, they, they kept asking like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And, and I started answering it. I want to be happy. And then somebody told me that John Lennon said that years before me. So I might've heard it something or whatever, but, uh, but I always loved that line and it's corny as it is, but it's like, would I rather be happy or would I rather be wealthy? I'd rather be happy in a heartbeat. Like I could live in a cabin and if I have a smile on my face in the middle of nowhere and not that it's not the middle of nowhere, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't need all the, you don't need all the bells and whistles. I don't. What's uh, like, what's next for you? What's, what's your current, edge or area of growth or something you're leaning into expanding into you know what I mean um I think it goes back to the evolving uh you know what I mean as an artist and and just kind of continuing to to I guess express myself I mean that sounds like a, a canned answer but it's not you know I mean it's like I I love exploring a lot of different topics with with what I do and 
And I'm not, I'm not political at all, but over the last, you know, year, it's like I've, I've gotten political. And I mean, that's as simple as a vote message or, you know, mm-hmm. just changes needed or Black Lives Matter and, and all that stuff is so important. So, so I, I express myself in that level. But if you're asking me, you know what I mean? It's, it's really just continuing doing what I'm doing on different scales and different styles. But before the lockdown and, and before, you know, COVID, it was, I loved traveling. So I have a list of places and countries and cities that I just, I want to make my mark in. And, and I can't get, I can't wait to get back uh, to that. During this time, it's, it's been a different kind of creative and kind of fun, you know what I mean? To roll with those punches. Um, I do miss painting the bigger walls and, 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 and traveling and getting out there. So, so I hope that returns at some point. Um, I was going to have my second social solo show in July of this year. That's obviously been put on hold, but I have ideas, you know, for that. And, um, I'm excited about that whenever it happens and, um, whatever it might even evolve into because of, of however we're moving forward. And I have a second book in me. Like I said, I'm a percolator of ideas and I've been percolating this idea for a long time. I, I haven't had the time to or the, find the balance in, in, in writing, but, but I'm, I, I, I know I'm getting close to the point of finding that balance. And that's going to be the same thing. Like if I, I don't know how I wake up two hours earlier when I wake up at 5.30, but, but I'll find that same kind of thing of, of even though I'm, it's an incredible problem to have because I'm doing what I love and, and, uh, and, and, and doing it every day and, and having success at it. But, but I do want to write, you know, another book and, and I will at some point. So, mm. so we'll see. And then it's funny because um, I said, I wrote screenplays and, and did that whole thing in, in Hollywood. Now that's come back because of my first book and because of wordsmith and because of things that I've written, I'm talking with a lot of agents and managers about those properties. And, and that's exciting. You know what I mean? It's still frustrating to have those questions. Cause I'm like, Oh wow. I, I remember this world, but, but now I'm in the power seat, you know what I mean? Where, where it's like, even though I, I, I want that and I, I think it's thrilling. It's like, I'm not, I'm not leaning on it. Like but this could pay my, my rent next month. It's not like that where, where I can have more, you know, confident or, or relaxed conversations and just say, you know, I don't know, this is why this is awesome. And this is why we should be we making it a reality. So in, in, in Hollywood. So that's, so that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Like even that's a good example of uh, a flow or ease, right? So if, if back in the day you were so committed and you had your blinders on and you're like, no, I've got to turn this book into a screenplay and I've got to have meetings and send a hundred emails a day to, to make this book happen in Hollywood. Like it would feel tight and constrained. And instead you just Mm -hmm. picked up some spray paint and went on this wild chase. And because of that, in a weird way, it might have facilitated you actually getting that original dream to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. It's the weirdest. Yeah, it reminded me of a piece of advice that I've been giving for years, and it's going to sound a little bit off track, but but um, people come to me like when they're when they're like looking for jobs, and it started with like, hey, can you help me rewrite my resume? And I always love that because I hate resumes, and I thought so outside of the box that that I think I always presented something or wrote something for me or them that mm-hmm. that just got noticed, and that's all it is. It's like a resume is not going to get you in the, the job the resume is going to get you in the door to, to talk to the person about the job. But that's what I'm getting at. Like, like people would ask me for advice and I go, the best advice I can give any 
anybody looking for anything is interview the person more than they're interviewing you. Like, don't walk into a job. Like, like know that you, you don't, everybody needs a job, but know that you want that job. Just don't say mm -hmm. yes to any job. But that's in so many walks of life. Like, if we did that in relationships, like, you, you enter a restaurant or a bar or something and, and you literally sit across from the person selling yourself instead of, like, buying them you know what i mean like 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 i like like finding out is this person compatible for me you know what i mean you know what i'm saying it's yeah. just like so i don't know that I, I kind of went off tangent but it's like it's a beautiful way to look at it like 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 if you're if if you're looking for a job you know what i mean interview the company more than they do you i i swear to god every job that i did that you know what i mean like they would ask their questions and i'd be like well i have a bunch for you guys I, I had so much success with that. They're like, we want to hire you tomorrow. And I'm like, mm -hmm. but it's just because, because it, it shows something. It's, it's kind of like what we said before we even started rolling, like, like having a conversation and listening to the person instead of just waiting for your neck turn to talk or that might be the secret to life. Like, like I could tell <laughs> inside of 30 seconds on a person that isn't listening and just waiting for their turn to talk. And it is the biggest turnoff I, I mm. have. But we talked about that, like with interviews and podcasts where I've, I've done these and you could see people that have a list of questions and they're not going to deter from them and they're missing, you know, avenues of a conversation that, that, that they should be going mm. down. And, and that's, I don't know, I don't know. Now I'm really off track, but, but, yeah. but you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of a beautiful thing to have that relaxed attitude in anything and really, taking time to figure out what you want and and is this right for me rather than selling yourself or taking some job you don't want or or i don't know anything like 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 we said before somebody might say i want to sing but that might just mean okay i love music and and explore all the avenues of what music is and you might not be a singer you might actually i don't know i don't know tune guitars i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that but but yeah. it, you might find the biggest joy in something that even surprises you mm. yeah i think just the way i interpreted what you were suggesting there was just like know your worth it's like you're the yeah. prize like you've got something yeah. to you've got something to give like they should hire you like that person they they should want to date you like yeah don't just give that's exactly that's a better right? way to state it that's a better way to state it but but it's to be relaxed enough, yeah, yeah, to just to just. Just the other idea is, um, is that like desperation is an energy that is palpable and unsexy. Like you could feel yeah. that when somebody like needs you or they need the job or like there's an energetic like taking rather than a giving. I think mm -hmm. that that we can pick up on. Um, Brody, I'm conscious of your time. Where where can people find you? I know you're on Instagram. Yeah, if you if you do anything, if you Google wordsmith with no vowels or go to Instagram or Twitter, that's me. You know what I mean? Like you'll see a typewriter with with words pop up and and it's easy to find me once you take the vowels out of out of that word. And and I am on Instagram, I am on Twitter, I have a website, it's wordsmith wordsmith.com and it has um art, it has stories I wrote, it has merchandise like stickers and apparel and prints and and uh i don't know it's a, it's a good um hub you know for everything that i am and it tells part of, it tells not part of my story it tells my story you know what i mean and kind of just shows you know what i do and and everything of that nature and i don't know even the book is on there like i didn't say this like it got published um 
eight years ago and it did well. It, it won some awards and it, it, it got great reviews, but nobody knew who Phil Brody was. So we re-released it um, two years ago or two and a half years ago under the authorship of Wordsmith. And that's been great because that's an audience. You know what I mean? So, so many people have picked up the book and experienced those characters in that world. Yeah. And that's been thrilling. You know what I mean? And, and it's been great. And, and, and that's, like I said, a couple conversations came from, from people in Hollywood, you know, about the property and other stuff I've written and just other ideas. So, so yeah, everything's uh wordsmith with no vowels and, um, and those are good places to start. Mm. Good for you, brother. Thanks for, yeah. uh, thanks for taking the time and, um, and sharing your inspiring story. I think that like the street artist niche is one thing, but you've, you've touched on so many valuable lessons that anybody can use when you're trying to reinvent your life, take a chance on yourself, pursue some dreams, be persistent. Yeah. I love it, man. And hopefully Thanks. we can rendezvous again in real life at some stage. That, I look forward to that. I yeah. miss my happy hours and dinners and group <laughs> group activities. People remember people and places. Uh, yeah. Those are the days. <laughs> I'll be back. I actually was just remembering, I think the last time I saw you was like in Santa Monica in, in the middle of the day. And I was in an Uber oh, yeah. and I looked oh, yeah. to my right and I was like, that's Brody. And you were painting a wall in the middle of the day. I just like I yelled remember out that. the window. Yeah. I don't know if that was legal or sanctioned or illegal or sanctioned, but uh, I do remember that day. It was, it was, yeah, it was pretty was like, great. What are you doing? Cause I was, I was so shocked. I was like, you're painting a wall in the middle of the day. Like, yeah. Okay. I, and, yeah. and I remember driving away and thinking, and this might just prove your point. I remember thinking, Oh, he must have a, a contract to paint that wall with that building or else yeah. he wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. I don't want to give away my secrets, but it's, it's 50% of the time is still <laughs> legal, but I don't look, I don't look over my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Confidence, so, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, brother. Thanks again. Take care. Hey, and thank you. This has been great. Thanks for having me. And it was a really great conversation. Pleasure. Yeah. We'll have to thank our, our mutual pal Padilla. Absolutely. She's yeah. awesome. She's a rock star. Yeah. All right, brother. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That was fun, right? Cool conversation. Interesting dude. Thank you for your time and energy. I appreciate you being here. If you are looking for more of me, you can find me on the internet at Long Distance Love Bombs. I'm on Instagram. I wrote a book. And do check out the episodes below. There's more than 80. I guarantee you will recognize some names. A lot of good stuff on there. Lots of interesting questions probed and processed and delivered. It's a good time, friend. It's a good time to have a good life. Go and smile with the sunshine. Do some cartwheels and tell someone you love them. I've included links in the show notes to all of Wordsmith's stuff. You can find his book, his merch, his Instagram, and his website below in the links. Click those. And if you got a chance, leave me a five-star review. That would be great. It helps feed the algorithm. Helps spread the word. Get the message out there. Spread some positive impact in the world. Help me live my dreams. Help me spread some joy and kindness and love throughout the world. Because that's what the planet needs, right? More of this. More of you. More of us. Thank you.